Hi, this is Roby Ganguly, CEO and co-founder of AppTentive, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, we go around the world, and this time it's the turn of the UK because there's a big entrepreneurial scene going on in the UK, a lot of startups. And uh, the way this uh, podcast has uh, come about is quite interesting. I've got to know uh, my uh, guests. I've got two of them uh, for you today. So it's a a double bonus for you on this episode. And we're talking with uh, Mike Gatwood and uh, Fred Rivett. They are uh, the co-founders of We Are Contrast. They're getting involved in some really good side projects. So if you're listening to this and you're uh, thinking about either joining a startup, getting involved in entrepreneurial stuff, getting involved in apps, uh, then this is the episode for you because you, you can learn how to do this without possibly taking the big plunge and quitting your job. So uh, it's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. And if you do want to uh, just check out uh, episode 235 of theappguy.co, uh, theappguy.co uh, for all the links that we're going to talk about. So well, let me just uh, welcome you then, uh, Mike and Fred, to the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, guys. Yeah, this is great. So, uh, well, first of all, I mean, it'd be nice to start with you, Mike. Uh, you, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what you're getting involved with uh, in uh, we are contrast yeah uh so i'm kind of the developer guy of uh of, of contrast and so i'm i do a lot more of the back-end stuff um so i'm a php developer predominantly obviously being a php developer my my experience is in the web side of things um so our first project um that we've we've done recently was how's it going and how is it going uh, yeah, it's surprisingly <laughs> it's, well. It is it has to go down as the best name uh, that anyone's called a project. Yeah, um, I think Fred, you came up with the name, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, we were just brainstorming names, and it, it just just came up and it stuck. So, uh, was was that actually a name for the project? Was that just a passing comment? <laughs> of, um, uh, oh, how's it going? We, we <laughs> were brainstorming like. names, and, it, and uh, we we just throw out throw out all sorts of names. So some of them are just so bad, and that one that one just worked. So it was yeah. good. Yeah. So, Mike, tell us about how it's going, and, and you know, like that. That's that's, I believe, a web app to help us uh, keep up with questions. Yeah. So it, we designed it to be. Um, you could go on. We actually designed it for ourselves. Um, we wanted to keep track of uh, how we were feeling, how stressed we were, um, you know, how optimistic we were that the project that we were working on was going to launch. Um, over the course of uh, six by six, um, I guess I should probably explain what six by six is. <laughs> yeah, go for it because I'm stuck there. Okay, so six by six is a kind of a a longer running task uh, or project that we've set ourselves, um, which is to launch six projects in six months. Um, so one project each month. Um, we started in December. Uh, so we are currently in, we're 11 days into month three. Um, and it's been uh, an interesting journey so far. Uh, I think we, our background has been trying to launch these monumental projects. Um, I mean, one of the, one of the things that we 
had worked on before was kind of a, a challenger to Facebook, I guess. It was like a, a quite a large social network. And as I'm sure you can you can appreciate that that failed monumentally. That got nowhere near close to launching. Um, you know that I have to say, Mike, that reminds me of a quote that I learned just recently, which is the the bigger your goals are the bigger your failures are, but even those bigger failures are better than some smaller successes. And yeah. certainly a big goal there taken on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, we, we never really planned to take on Facebook. It was more of a, a niche product. Um, but we, we, we kind of got, we didn't get really anywhere close to launching that. And that seemed to be a bit of a pattern that we were repeating where we were coming up with these ideas that we thought were quite cool, but we couldn't, we couldn't actually get them out the door. So 6x6 was designed to be a way for us to learn how to actually launch something, learn how to take an idea and uh, package it up in some way and actually get it out the door. Um, and it kind of forced us to get creative and really look at our processes of how we go about doing things uh, quite a bit. You know, this is fascinating, Mike, because people can be listening to this right now and take the same approach. You're forcing creativity. You're forcing yourself to ship. It reminds me of what I learned from Seth Godin about just the art of shipping things, repeating that. And uh, I think he said something about it doesn't matter how many ideas you have. It is the art of uh, execution. It's better to execute a bad idea than not deliver a good idea. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Fred, maybe you can come in there and talk about uh, you know how 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 you actually then keep on track and uh, and generate you know these these ideas uh, month by month. Yeah, certainly. So um, it was back in about September that we kind of kicked into gear in preparation for for starting up in December, and um, we just made a document on Google on Google Drive, uh, just an idea list basically. And like me and Mike have always had quite a lot of ideas. Like throughout the years, we've had a fair number. But um, yeah, we, we just found that the more, because uh, we decided early on that we weren't going to be too critical of each other's ideas. Like you're allowed to have a rubbish idea, and you're allowed you're allowed to share that. You shouldn't be uh, like ashamed of your really bad ideas, because we wanted to encourage each other to be able to to share them because there might be something good in them, um, and you don't want to be too critical too early. Um, I think it was kind of inspired by Disney because Disney have like a three room policy uh, where they have like the first room is where like the ide ideation is where where it's just like blue sky thinking where you don't have any criticism at all. Like you just have ideas. And then the second room you have ideas, but there's like some grounding. Like they say, well, how would this work here, here and here? But then in the third room, they just get really critical and they say, well, they, they try and take your idea apart and, and try and rip it apart to see whether there is value there. And for us, we kind of try and do that. So we've got an idea list of probably about 60 or 70 ideas. And um, we call them ideas. A lot of them are very bad. And we wouldn't really ever consider making them. But uh, we keep them in there because they can, there can be parts of them that we can take from one idea and add to another idea. And we actually end up and think, actually, no, that, that could really work for that certain niche or, or, or things like that, really. So in terms of idea generation, that's kind of how we work. We just throw them all out there and then and see what sticks you know it'd be good to take just a little step back on how you guys are actually working together how did you meet uh, you know like what what sort of uh, because um I'm, i know that you you co-founded this uh project we are contrast uh, but, but i believe you're working both what full-time so um 
I, currently I'm freelance, so I'm, I've got a lot more time flexibility than Mike. Mike works nine to five. Um, he's busy with other stuff as well, like renovating his house. So he's got a lot on his plate. For me, I'm I'm been freelance since August. Um, left my free my full time role in August, and I'm in the process now actually of of moving out and getting another full time role. So I've had a bit more flexibility. So there's there's some things we've done that if we were both full time, we wouldn't have had the time to do. But the majority of what we've done. It hasn't been because of that. Like it's just we've built a, a, a we built a website from scratch and things like that, designed it ourselves. Whereas if we were just literally just full time and this was fully uh, side projects, then we probably would have done some like got someone else to build that and those sort of things, just a team. So yeah, you know, people listening, uh, I think again, it's really inspirational hearing you talk because most people would be like, let's just go to the pub, you know, forget like doing this stuff. But you've decided to take your spare time and and try and do something creative together. What, what is driving you to do this stuff? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I think, I mean, for me, I, I don't know if Fred uh, feels exactly the same way. I think for me, I've. I've always wanted to run my own business. Um, I've, I've always wanted to be my own boss. Um, and so I think that's my driving force. I know where, I'm, where I want to go. Uh, I don't know if that's a very good answer and whether that helps much. Uh, it's, it's incredibly helpful. And the reason I, I sort of focus on this, because mm. it's my own journey as well, I, you know, I had the luxury of having quite a well-paid job and, I didn't really have a plan when I wanted to leave that job and I wish I had. I wish I'd probably done a little bit more like you guys are doing, having side projects, getting involved in the community, the startup. I know, Fred, that you are one of the uh, most active uh, people on some of the communities I've been in and you're so helpful and you've just got that whole ethos of what it's like to be in a startup and uh, and I guess that bodes well for potential, you know, the future if it does actually end up being successful and, and going full time. But I love I love kind of drilling down on on this because so many people listening are, you know, also at that same sort of junction in a way that they, they want to do something, but they're just a bit too scared to perhaps, you know, leave their job because they've got families to feed and <laughs> houses yeah. and mortgages and stuff like that. So it does seem like a sensible thing to have a side project. Yeah, definitely. And, and for us, it depends. I think some people do just, just come home and say, well, okay, that's it. I know that. I know that this is it for me. I know, I know that I can work hard enough and get this thing off the ground. But, but for us, that wasn't really the case. We, we just had a lot of ideas that we thought were good, but we just never really got around to launching them. So, yeah, for us, side projects were perfect because it, it's a minimum commitment. It, it, like, to be honest, we, we time track everything. So we know how much time we've spent on everything. We know how much money we've spent on everything because we've got that in a spreadsheet as well. So we know our investment. Into, into what we've done and we've launched launched two projects we're really really happy with um, neither of them are monetized at the moment but um, it just for us it's helpful to quantify uh, our investment so that we can say like well, if we were doing client work we would have earned X amount of money or or, or if you're relaxing we could have just chilled out for five months <laughs> yeah, yeah. well let's talk about the launch because that's one of the big questions i often get is uh, and i had it even today as we're speaking is how to launch uh web apps you know i mean do you have a, could you talk us through any anything you've learned from the whole process of getting something out there which is an idea and uh, and actually launching the thing yeah i think um that's part of what six by six is meant to be kind of 
teaching us and in turn we hope to i mean we're, we're blogging about our experience and we're trying to be uh open and kind of transparent about our processes and how we're doing it because ultimately at the moment we're we're not really sure um is probably the most honest answer we can give is we don't really know how to launch something um we're trying to learn and discover the best way of doing that ourselves by talking to other people in the community, sharing ideas, sharing our experiences with how we do it um, to see if there are better ways. Um, and I think, I mean, the, the way we kind of go about it at the moment is we'll, uh, like Fred was, was saying um, earlier, we try and do blue sky thinking for ideas of anything really um and it's you know no criticism and we'll try and feed off of each other come up with an idea that we think is workable we think that it's something that other people would want to use or maybe we would want to use or um a combination of the both um and then once we get past that stage we start planning out um the features that that we think so uh, kind of still in blue sky mode of oh it'd be really cool if it did x y z a b c and all the other letters of the alphabet all these features and then we start kind of bringing it down to earth a bit more and looking at uh, an mvp and that's something that we're still trying to get uh, yeah, a minimum viable at. product yes and uh, I have to say that, and uh, you know, into, I love the way that you're uh, talking about transparency. That's a big uh, theme on this show, and the other big theme is uh, the fact that uh, you co-founders working with a co-founder, it's it's very hard uh, on your own to be coming up with ideas and executing them without some, you know, someone else to bounce those ideas off off each other. And it sounds like you're quite phys- you're located physically close to each other. I know we're we're skyping from the same uh, same location, so. Uh, how important is that like physical location being close and able to, to chat each to each other yeah so um we're, we're living um literally just like a 10 minute walk away at the moment um but when we were working together like back in august i, I was living an hour and a half away so we, we saw each other maybe like four or five times a year possibly um and at the moment i'm looking at moving abroad again so um we, we basically for us we when we work together, we, we're hardly in the same room um, because we find that Skype is is more than enough for us because we're going to be sitting at our computers anyway and all we're going to do is be talking. So uh, it also means that we don't end up procrastinating um, as much because when we're together, we, we obviously are friends as well. So you can you can get more distracted. So we find just, just I'll be at my house, Michael will be at his house and we, we just Skype and, and location doesn't really make a difference, I don't think, for us. So... Um, you mentioned going abroad and uh, again uh, we've spoken to a lot of app developers who do it on the road they're they're traveling around uh, because it's this life that we can live we can run our businesses remotely we have all the tools that we need we've just got our mac our phones and an internet connection Um, you know when you were talking about going abroad is that partly driven by the uh, wanting to go to a low-cost location to to work in a startup or perhaps you can flesh out that a little bit more yeah moving yeah sure um so for me personally my my medium term goals are like in about three three to five years i, I want to be able to be um nomadic to an extent like to be able to to work remotely um and to, to to choose where i live 
Um, but my more short-term goal, like the next two or three years, I really want to dig in and work with a, a company face-to-face. So I'm going to be looking at moving abroad. I'm currently looking at Australia um, and just moving to a city, um, looking at Melbourne out there at the moment, and uh, just moving there and basically just getting involved with a company. Because um, for me, like uh, both myself and Mike are 24, um, and for me, like I just want to get out there and get more experience, both of the world um, and of of the uh, the work the work world as well. So for me, I, I like I could stay and live in London. I could do the same things, but I thought, why get a job in London when I can get a job in Melbourne? So to, well, to go and- well, Fred, I have to say this is the uh, essence of this podcast: is that we'd love uh, digital nomads. And I must admit, you're making me very jealous now because I live life by this minimalist thinking. You know, the ability to uh, just take off and uh, I've luckily spent even though I've got a family spending time over in Dubai and working over there for four months a year and stuff like that so I love uh, I'm almost feeling this this chat is going to kind of get derailed slightly because I'm going to want to talk <laughs> about Sydney uh, I yeah. lived over there and you can oh, go wow. and live I live in Surface Paradise that's a great location as well yeah yeah that's uh, great my sister lived out in Sydney as well and she loved it yeah so uh, well I mean it's you're inspiring me to now <laughs> go somewhere <laughs> i hope your family are okay with that yeah that's that's the challenge you see you know when you've got a family it's a lot harder yeah. so uh yeah. but um uh well i mean there's ways of getting around it so yeah uh, so let's um there's, there's two things we need to do before we uh, say goodbye and that is one is that you sound perfect for this we are uh, an ideas podcast we love coming up with new ideas and you know your episode 235 so we've had 235 people talk through potential ideas uh wondering if you've got an idea that you're not you know you're willing to share uh perhaps talk about uh, an idea for a web app or some, something that's mobile related yeah i mean uh, as fred was mentioning earlier we've got a lot of ideas um a lot of them are quite bad <laughs> Uh, a lot of them aren't are just not for us. Um, I mean, give us your best idea that's not for you that we can build. Uh, our best idea, um, or even your worst. It doesn't well, I don't know about best it. idea. I mean, one that comes to mind that we've always thought was quite funny uh, was uh, we we called it odds dating, um, and the the kind of the the tagline would be, "What are the odds that you'll go on a date with me?" Um, so the idea is that, uh, in, in kind of a, a, a Tinder esque way, two people would be matched, and instead of just outright saying yes or no that you like that person, you would have to put in uh, a, a number, an odd, that you would go on a date with that person. So it might be if you quite like them, it might be one in ten, or it might be one in a million, or one in a billion. And then the system would, <laughs> would calculate a number for each person. And if that number came up, so there would be, if you said one in 10, and uh, there's a 10% chance then that the system's going to pair you together, then you have to go on a date with that person. Uh, so, yeah, we, we thought that was quite a, uh, an interesting idea. And then obviously there would be kind of penalties for uh, not going on a date with someone. So, for example, if you said, no, there's a, there's a one in 100 billion chance that I'll go on a date with you, uh, and then the system pairs you, and, and it says, yep, we, we came up, and you both picked the same number out of 100 billion, um, then we would need to obviously make sure that the, the date actually happens somehow. 
Uh, I love that idea. I think it's great. We, in fact, episode 187 of the show, people should go and listen back to that one. It was a great episode with uh, Paul Myers. He was talking about his uh, app called Booty Shake. And it's going right. it's going like really uh, crazy. And it's simply a, a, some kind of uh, meetup app that uh, works on proximity and uh, you have to shake it to find people close to you. So you can imagine <laughs> like, you know, all these uh, Tinder type apps just add the uh, fun of, putting odds in yeah and uh, and then maybe even just having your friends uh, uh make make bets or maybe they could bet money on the you know the the odds of that happening and uh i've definitely got a friend who i'm thinking of right now who i'm not going to say his name but uh, is definitely one of those one one in a billion chance he's going to get any dates <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i love it great so yeah there you go apps to try there's something to build yes yeah. sounds great um we'd the- certainly be interested if uh to, to see it if someone actually made it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, well, okay, what's the odds on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. So the other thing is that we, we love talking about apps. This is the App Guy podcast. And so um, I know you've possibly both got smartphones there. Uh, would you be able to pull them out and give us one or two apps that you uh, use in your business or personal life that uh, you could recommend to us? Yeah, sure. So there's a few that, that we really like. Um, one for me that's probably quite obvious, but I use it so much that it's worth mentioning, is Pocket. So um, it's, I think it's like getpocket.com. I think that's the URL. I don't go there a lot, obviously, because it's just on my phone. But Yeah, it'll all be on my website, theappguy.co. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll episode 235. Perfect. So um, yeah, Pocket, I just use it all the time. So I've got it on uh, the Chrome extension. So uh, basically throughout the day, I'll be just browsing different things and things will pop up and they'll be like, this is a great article on, on startups. So this is a great article on like design trends. And they'll be like, I really want to read that, but I shouldn't be reading that now. I've got work to do. So I just click pocket and it, it pops it in pocket. And then, yeah, I can, I, in the evening, like just before bed, I'll just open pocket and see what I want to read just to unwind before bed. So most people might have heard of that one, but for me, I use it daily. It's, it's, it's great. Wonderful. Uh, any others? An app that we both use is uh, Toggle, um, which is what we use for our time tracking. Um, so we use that in the browser. We use the, They've got a browser extension and they have a mobile app. Um, so that definitely comes in handy with everything that we're doing. Uh, and I think one that I, I've recently started using is the uh, Starbucks app as well. Um, which I'm finding fantastic to feed my caffeine addiction. Yeah, the, the most player Starbucks now accept uh, the uh, passbook. It actually comes up. I'm loving that. You actually walk past Starbucks and it comes up on passbook. So uh, uh, I love the Starbucks app. So that's three. You know what? And you're actually the first person in 235 episodes to mention Starbucks app, which is uh, quite amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is quite amazing. <laughs> yeah. You think there must be more, uh, quite uh, quite a few coffee addicted entrepreneurs that come on the show. Uh, I've you know, we're going to ask how we connect with you and stuff, but I have, there's one other thing I did sort of forget to mention, and I'd love to quiz you guys about it. And and that's uh, Product Hunt, because a lot of people listening to this are probably um, coming in, into touch with Product Hunt for the first time. They may be not even heard about it. And I'm feeling that there's a lot of potential there for the the launch of apps or some kind of clever way of, uh, you know, getting recognition for the work you're doing on on web apps or mobile apps. Uh, did, did you post something recently about being transparent about Product Hunt and how, how it's actually worked out for you guys? 
Yeah, definitely. So um, we, we've had two products on Product Hunt. We've actually got one on there right now. Um, for Yeah, Mark I voted Hunt. for it. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>, thanks. <laughs> um, like we're just looking at the stats now. Like we've got nine people on the website right now um, from Product Hunt. So I think we average about two people per, per minute-ish coming through. Um, but it depends, obviously, where you are in the in the stats on that, where you are on the list as to how much traffic you get. But yeah, so for us, um, Product Hunt has been great. Um, it really drove a lot of traffic through to How's It Going, the first web app we used. Um, and uh, it's doing really well for Flash Tabs as well. And I think for me, like, uh, Product Hunt's it's great because it's not just totally serious products. Like, they don't care whether it was a, a one-day product, like you made it in 24 hours, or whether you've spent like two years working on this thing. They, they just want good stuff. So if, if, if they think that their community will enjoy it, then uh, it will get accepted on. So, yeah, for me, like, I, I totally recommend people to, to try and get on there. I think, like, there's a, there's a good group of people that post on there actively as well. And, like, if you... Like for us, like we just sometimes drop people a line that, like I said on startup Slack, we're on, we're on the startup Slack, and we get to to network with a few of these guys on there. And um, like for me, they're just nice people. And if if you're open and honest and say like, hey, I just built this thing, um, like no pressure at all. But if you like it, you're obviously welcome to hunt it. Then people are normally quite receptive of that, really. Right. Okay. And and they actually curate the products going on there. Then there's some kind of team there, are there that. Uh, actually physically look at each product going on and, and uh, they can either accept it or reject it. Yeah, definitely. Like from, from my understanding, like anyone can submit to, to Product Hunt, uh, which is good, but they, they then goes into like a curation list and they'll, they'll go through all those. Um, but I think that it makes sense what they do is that the people that they know they can trust that are consistently putting out good quality, they, they sometimes, I think, uh, it's more easy, it's easier for them to get their stuff on because... Um, they know that they've got good stuff that they're they're putting out there, right? And does it take a long time to for curation, like to go through that vetting process? Because we, as app developers in the native land, have to deal with Apple so many times, and they curate <laughs> they curate our native apps, and it takes two weeks to sometimes get through, and it's a bit of a pain. Um, if you submit that, does it tend to get through pretty quickly? Oh, of course, someone else submits it. Yeah, sure. Well, you can submit it yourself. Anyone can submit. Um, but there's a because of the way that Product Hunt works, obviously they trust a certain group of people um, that, that have a track record of, of good products, and because they're such a popular website, they get like uh, I don't know, they've got like a hundred thousand plus active people visiting their site that they can't necessarily look through all of their things all the time and try and look in depth as to what's great. So it makes sense for them to have uh, people with a track record that they can say, well, these guys are really good, and they can look at their stuff as well. So I think. Uh, if you're looking to submit it yourself, then like we totally recommend that as well. But I think um, if that doesn't work for you, then there's always the option of seeing whether you can reach out to someone who is one of the top hunters out there, really. And my advice is just just be friendly, don't be demanding. Like no one wants someone to come to them and say you have to do this or like please do this and start begging them. But if you're just nice and friendly and say hey, I made this thing and it's pretty cool. If you like it, then feel free to hunt it. Then people are normally quite receptive of that. Well, Mike, Fred, both of you, very inspirational. I can imagine that anyone listening to this right now can can uh, actually, you've given them a one, month's work to do. They could create the odds app and they could submit that to Product Hunt, get onto the top and uh, get a lot of users to their app. And uh, yeah, so you've given us some homework. Uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you both? Uh, what's the best way of uh, getting in touch? Uh, we're on Twitter. 
Uh, we're on most social networks. Um, email. Uh, you can email either Mike at wearecontrast.com or Fred at wearecontrast.com. Um, our Twitter is we at we contrast. Um, Fred, is there anywhere else? Um, Am I forgetting anywhere? They're the main ways. Uh, yeah. Pigeon mail, etc. So. Right. Okay. Well, I'll make sure we get those links again on the show notes for you guys at episode 235. This has been great. I feel like I've been so you know blessed to have you both on. It's been rewarding and, uh, and I'm really inspired by what you're doing there in your spare time and Oh, both at the age of 24 and thinking about traveling around the world and going to Australia. It's, it's just, this is why I set the podcast up to meet guys like you because it truly is an inspiration. So thank you very much for coming on the app guide podcast and keep us uh, updated on how it's going and, and if there's anything we can do to help out. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, really good. thanks Paul. Really appreciate it. It's been great.